Welcome to episode two of the X&W podcast. Uh, this is actually episode 2.0, but uh, when you're two early guys in their 40s, you have some technological difficulties. And uh, here we are, episode two. Finally, we're about a week and a half out from episode one. Uh, we have a good one today. We have some energy. We've had a lot of things happen in the last week and a half. Uh, let's talk quickly. The NFL doing an amazing job of with with six playoff games this past weekend. As much as I hate to give Roger Goodell any type of credit, the the weekend of games were great. I mean, you know, the quality of some of them wasn't so great, but having six games over the weekend, they got it right with adding a playoff team. And you know, with you got to tip your cap to Roger Goodell. I, I hate to do that, but here we are. NFL playoffs. I think the one game we are going to spend some time on, obviously with our our boy. Don't do it. With with our boy X, we're uh, we're going to spend a little time uh, on on the weekend and uh, the Washington football team oh, and the gosh. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, it was a tough game. You were you were excited going in. Hoping we would bring that up. Yeah, we did a podcast last week. Did anyone catch it? <laughs> no, no one caught it because That's we right. couldn't figure out how to upload it. So we, it was really good though. You guys should have heard it. I was very and, and at the time I was very excited about the Washington football team and their potential chances and here I am in, in in reality mode here so yeah we'll talk about that game I'll grumble a little bit but hey hell of a weekend great great playoff games I mean great defensive performances I loved it it was a great weekend great game on Saturday night it seems like a long time ago but Saturday night you had Tom Brady in the in the Buccaneers in FedEx. With uh, with a team where, you know, I think Tom Brady's offense was cooking for the past four weeks. And, you know, early on, you're like, uh-oh, this, this could be a blowout. This has potential to be a very tough game for Washington. But I will tell you what, and we alluded it to it on the first episode. Uh, we'll talk about it now. Ron Rivera's team in Washington played their tails off. They played their asses off. And they competed, and it was a great game. And uh, it, it was fun to watch as just a casual observer, as someone who loves sports, as someone who loves football. It was uh, a, a really entertaining football game. X? From an uncasual observer, it was devastating. But bottom line is, uh, listen, Tom Brady's done this before, hasn't he? I mean, he's, he, he's won a few playoff games. But who would have thought the season would have started – and it seemed like it was all about Alex Smith and became all about this guy named Taylor Heineke. I mean, my God. he I, I'll tell you something. I mean, I, I obviously went to bed frustrated. I'm like, well, can we, can we make a single stop in this game? I mean, the defense, the, you know, the, the Washington defense, who I would say it's not debatable, um, they, they were the one that got us to this playoffs. They were the one that got the Washington football team to the playoffs. Defensive play has played lights out. You know, you got Chase Young calling out Tom Brady. And then, you know, I don't know. I didn't, Young I, fella. I remember, what are you doing? What I don't remember doing? seeing Chase, Chase Young the whole time. And the defense really uh, quickly um, were, the, were the number one reason why we didn't win that game. But I tell you what, it wasn't because of Taylor Heineke. I went to bed that night. I really was. I went to bed frustrated. I went to bed sad. But I woke up happy. I'm like, why am I waking up happy? I, I woke up happy because I thought, what if we just found our franchise quarterback? I mean, I'm telling you, I learned. I can tell there's two things that are not debatable about Taylor Heineke. No moment was too big for him. I mean, he was making throws all over the field. He was making plays with his legs. Um, he was tough. And, I, and, he, and then he played through an injury. 
I mean, I, I, I on that unbelievable touchdown where he dove in and touched the pile on. He was, uh, he, I think he separated his ACL joint, and he came back in and, uh, and made a couple more drives. And I actually thought at the end of that game, I'm like, wow, we're gonna tie this game up. I cannot believe that Taylor Heineke is gonna maybe go to overtime with Tom Brady, and didn't happen. But wow, very surprising. So a few thoughts, X, and and you got to be excited if you're a Washington football team fan, and. Everyone, it's one game. I understand that it's one football game. Yeah. It's a playoff game. I'm trying not to do what all Washington fans do, and that's overreact. <laughs> but and I, well, I think a lot of people would overreact if they saw. If you again, I'm not this football analyst like Dan Orlowski or the guys on ESPN or guys that are former football players. Let's, no, not, you are I, not. I am not. I'm getting to that point weight wise, but uh, <laughs> I'm not there. What I saw though was as I saw a guy who made. Almost every throw, he when when the when the play went off schedule, he was able to make a play, and yeah. you know I, I don't think Washington's line played great offensively. I think uh, Tampa Bay is a tough team to run on. Obviously, they're the number one or two ranked defense, run defense number in the NFL one by ten yards. Oh, that's a pretty big margin in the NFL. And they had a tough time yards per game. And I think their game plan, and we talked about this, their game plan was to, all right, let's just let this kid beat us. Yeah, they, and, made, they made them one-dimensional, and that's what even made it more impressive. I mean, I think they're, number, I think they're top ten in their pass defense, too. I mean, Tampa Bay, they're a defense with Todd Bowles who are going to throw everything at you. So, that, like, their defense is built to confuse young quarterbacks. Uh, he, wasn't, he didn't seem confused out there at all. He seemed like it was, it was no moment was too big. It didn't seem like, uh, I mean, even, the, even when the pass rush got there, he would make plays with his legs to to elude the pass rush. Yeah, I'm just. I mean, it's one game. It's it's, but it just is like if if that's a game. If you want to make a measuring stick for how you are as an NFL quarterback, throw him in the playoffs against a against a defense that blitzes the heck out of you. I mean, that's that's pretty impressive. I I, I I'm not gonna be. I, I, he at least has earned a backup quarterback in the NFL at least. And I hope the Washington's gonna sign. I mean, he's a free agent. I hope they sign him um, at the end of this year. Uh, he says he wants to stay in Washington. I think he should compete for the starting job. I mean, what are we going to do? Well, a couple things stood out is the you could tell the guys that he's playing with, they like playing with him. You know, the moment where when he dove for the pylon, I'm like, wow, this is, this is the moment where you're going to see that, you know, this is the upset happening right in front of your eyes where Washington's going to overtake Tampa Bay. They're going to win this football game, and, and that's the moment that you capture. But in that moment, you saw his teammates come over to him. They were excited playing with him, and, and, and I think yeah. that matters. I think that matters because, you know, if, if you're a quarterback in this league in the NFL, you want the guys around you to trust you, to trust that you can run the offense. And, you know, I, I, was, I was about to say this earlier, but – you know, he went through his reads and made plays where he looked like a veteran in, in some instances. He looked like a guy that was not taken by the moment. He looked like a guy that would be um, more than serviceable. But again, it's one game. We'll see what happens. But my eyes told me that that kid can play. And I feel like his coach is confident in him. I feel like his teammates were confident in him. And... Uh, Again, like it was, it was a great football game to watch. It was fun to watch, and we'll see what happens. Maybe it wasn't Tampa Bay's best fastball. Um, I don't know if I wanted to go there, but it's you know Tampa Bay maybe missing some things. But you know, you're still it's Tom Brady, it's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 
And Tom Brady did not make your life easy with, with some of the plays he made, some of the throws he made. And you talked about Washington's defense, X. Like, I, I, I think they could have made his life a little tougher, but, you know, he, he made the plays when – when he needed to, that's why he is one of the, the – not one of, let's not let's not get crazy. He is the greatest of all time um, and down the stretch, and he got the job done. Yeah, Red zone area, I think, you know, Tom and Tom Brady and, and, and Bruce Arians were probably not thrilled with being one for five in the red area, but, you know, they got the, the win. That's the only part of the, of the Washington defense that was successful is red zone. But guess what? You get there five times, that's still a lot of times to even get to the red zone. And then he was throwing touchdowns beyond the red zone anyways. I mean, Tom Brady, yeah, he's – He's done this before. Um, you don't touch Tom Brady. He makes it, it made, we made him look like uh, you know twenty five year old Tom Brady. Um, but but Washington was overmatched by Tampa Bay. That's the sad truth. I mean, I, I, have you have you seen a team? I mean, name a team with more weapons than Tampa Bay. I mean, you got you got Brait, who seemed uh, like he was making plays. You got Gronkowski. You got Godwin. You got Mike Evans. You got Antonio Brown, who all of a sudden now is the Antonio Brown from the Steelers. I mean, he's got and, – and, and honestly, Godwin was trying to give us the game. I think he had four drops officially. I thought He it was dropped the ball drops. a lot, yeah. Oh, my God. He was, he was trying to give it to Washington. He was, he was being very charitable. Leonard Fournette, who I don't know what, where the heck he – he's been terrible all year. The, the Washington – Fresh Achilles, legs. Fournette, Washington fresh Achilles, legs. <laughs> maybe, but the Washington Achilles heel all season is they, they have not really been good. Teams have tried to run on Washington have been successful. The teams that Washington have beat, just quite frankly, like the Steelers um, – you know, Cowboys they even tried to run the ball on them. But, uh, you know, they, they tried. They were successful, and, and Tom Brady was able to do whatever he wanted to. And, uh, you know, Tampa Bay Tampa Bay is a good team. I mean, now they have to face uh, New Orleans, who – I mean, th this is what I think about – this really made it clear for me this week in the NFL. It, it made it clear to me number two things. Big-time playoff defenses win games uh, in the playoffs, and, and Washington's not there yet. They're not a big-time playoff defense. Guess who is? Rams. They played out of their minds with with uh, with with that big number ninety nine in the middle. Um, New Orleans, of course, they're playing Trubisky with the Bears. I mean, I don't know. I think I think you and I might be able to have stopped him in that game. And then, we, uh, and we then could uh, stop what Trubisky. about the what about the what about the Baltimore Ravens holding Derrick Henry to forty was it forty four yards or something? My God, that's what a defensive. So those are defense. Those are playoff defenses. Right now, Washington is not a playoff defense. No, and I think when you give up big chunk yardages like they, and I, I could see your eyes all night rolling your eyes when. They get six yards, seven yards, eight yards. You know, you're you're in second and manageable, second and short all night, third and third and one. And with uh, with that offense, with all those weapons, you're going to be able to make plays. And, yeah, and that's I mean, what they listen, did. They made one more. They made a few more plays in Washington. Yeah, no, they, they were in the they game really the whole did. time. It was it was a really enjoyable game to watch. I liked it. I thought we had a chance to win throughout the whole game. Um, but there's nothing more frustrating to a football fan than not getting a stop on defense. I mean, it was third and ten third and 12 and they're converting and then I'm, I'm sitting my fat butt back on the couch after standing up and getting excited that we're going to make a stop there's nothing that's that's frustrating luckily I haven't been able to I haven't had to go through that all year you know we've been making stops all season couldn't get a stop when we needed it um you know in, in Tampa so hats off to Tampa blah 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 we can move on to another game now okay so let's let's move on let's move on to uh let's we're gonna we're gonna let's start with the AFC real quick We'll talk about uh, Baltimore and Buffalo. That's that's a fantastic matchup. I think, you know, you talk about parity in the NFL with, with the extra game, and the NFL right now is just um, doing its thing. It's it, it it's it's rolling in the dough, and uh, you know, 
I, I, I kind of, I don't know. That's a pick em. That's a ball. I'm not a betting guy. I know, I'm not a guy who bets football games. Uh, I know that's, that's I think there's a lot of people that bet football games and they want to talk about the spread and the money line and all of that good stuff. Uh, I'm a, I'm a compete guy. And, you know, right now you have two teams playing at a high level. Um, and, and, and it'll be a, a tremendous matchup. Baltimore, Buffalo on Saturday. I don't know. Sunday. It's, Saturday. it's this weekend sometime. That's Saturday. Cause I know the other AFC, well, they have the chiefs, um, Browns on Sunday. That's the that's the three 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 oh five start. Then you go to six fifteen. You get Brady versus Breeze, which should be fun as well. Those Browns, my God! Did you see the first that first quarter? It seemed like like decades and decades of frustration for Browns fans were all unleashed in one quarter. It seemed like nothing could go right for Pittsburgh. I mean, that first, was the first play of the game. Snap, Pouncey, a dependable center, snaps it over Roethlisberger's head. Touchdown Browns. Then there's a I, I go to the fridge. There's another pick. I go to the bathroom. There's another pick, and it also has twenty-eight to nothing. So good for the good for them, Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns are moving on, and uh, I guess the surprise of the AFC. Uh, just a real quick, like you know, first off, let's 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 focus on that game real quick. Juju Smith-Schuster, are you are you an idiot? Are you dumb? Like, you know, just just shut your mouth. Just play. Like, wh- why give a team incentive? You know. It, Chase Young, fine. You wanted Brady. I, I'm. I can live with that. I can deal with that. Because I have no problem with that. I have I no wish, problem. You gotta with deliver that. if you're gonna say something. Yes. I mean, you gotta deliver. That's it. And and I think Chase Young is in a tough spot because of the way Tom Brady plays. You know, he's an edge rusher. He's a rookie. You know, he's gonna, with more experience. He'll be able to make plays in those situations. But like, you know, Juju Smith-Schuster, you're, you're calling out the Cleveland Browns. You know, you you, you played them last Sunday. It's a rival. Why give a team any motivation? It doesn't make any sense. If I'm the coach, if I'm – again, I don't want to get off my lawn here. Get off my lawn right – but, like, hey, shut Boomer. your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> shut your mouth. And then the, yeah. the annoying part, too, is Claypool not shutting his mouth. Oh, they're going to get beat by Kansas City anyway. Like, you're, 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 you're done. You're, you're out of the playoffs. You've, you just got beat. Oh, they're going to yeah. get beat by Kansas City anyway. Just stop. Uh, what are you doing? Young kids. Come on. Somebody's a sore be, loser. Yeah, be smart. Like. Yeah. Well, I, be listen, I don't have a problem with what Chase Young said back to that. No, not one bit. If you're going to deliver, that's fine. I mean, you know, Kevin Sheehan on Team 9A says it best. The, the Washington football team, when they're the Redskins, when the Washington football team, they've been the kings of over-promising and under-delivering. You know, be the, whether it be Landon Collins saying we're going to win multiple Super Bowls and he hasn't even played a game yet, whether it be uh, – the capital defense, you know, when the, when they happen to be like the 31st best third down defense in the NFL, um, you know, the, that kind of thing. So, you know, we haven't done that all year. Now, Chase Young says something. Yeah, he, the young man just has to learn. He's going to say stuff like that. He's excited, you know, and he, he of course, he wants to face the GOAT. And But he's, he's better learn how to deliver next time. I remember Dexter Manley used to say what he said to Joe Montana. I'm going to clean his clock. I think, he's, I think he said it wrong. Um, but what he did is he knocked Joe Montana out of the game. So that's... That's what you if you that's what you got to do if you're gonna if you're gonna talk a lot of you know what you better uh, you know what on the field too. So Cleveland and Kansas City on on Sunday too Sunday so Saturday is Baltimore Buffalo Sunday is we're we're gonna go with that yeah. Cleveland and Kansas City Kansas City's a very beatable team right now I I and I don't know if they can turn on a switch they did they didn't look great the last few weeks Mahomes looked. Um, Human. He looked human. He looked like a guy that can 
But again, like he, he may have another level in him. He may be a, someone where, and we'll see. Patrick Mahomes has been great. He was great last year. He's been great this year. And uh, does he have the switch to turn it on? Is Kansas City's defense good enough? To, to <coughs> We'll see. I mean, I think, uh, you know, Cleveland has a little momentum going into the game. I don't know how that bye week is going to affect Kansas City. It should be an interesting matchup. I think Kansas City wins the game, but it'll be uh, – Cleveland has some momentum. We'll see what happens. At Arrowhead, um, I, I think I, – it's almost like I have this feeling that Kansas City is just going to come back like the Kansas City we thought they were at the beginning of the season. It just – it almost seems like during the end of the regular season, the second half, I don't want to use the word disinterested, but it seems like they're just kind of waiting for the playoffs. I don't know. That, that, that sounds crazy, even coming out of my mouth. Like, why would an NFL team do that? But I have a feeling they're going to come out, and all of a sudden you're gonna, we're going to see, oh, they're the Super Bowl, the defending Super Bowl champions right there. I'd love for the Browns to, just for their fans, love for them to have an opportunity to, to get the upset. But I just have this, this feeling that Kansas City is going to show their, their potential greatness. And Mahomes, it won't look very human this, uh, this Sunday at 315. I think you're right, X, and, and some teams just have that switch. We'll, we'll see if Kansas City has it. NFC games, real quick, I think we'll go with uh, – we'll start with New Orleans and Tampa. And uh, what a great matchup that is. Drew Brees and Tom Brady in in Nolens. And New Orleans has beaten them twice by a, an average score of like 70 to 20. Don't quote me on that, but it's been a uh, – both games have been lopsided. I think there was one game where it was just, three. It was it was just last a one. bludgeoning of yeah. uh, New Orleans just taking it to him. But, you know, the old cliche, which is – you know, be, being in the team three times in, in a season is always difficult, uh, especially when you've you've outscored your opponent by as many as New Orleans has outscored Tampa Bay. Um, you don't want to lose to a division rival three times. I remember that feeling in 86 when the Giants beat the Redskins three times and ultimately the NFC Championship game and won the Super Bowl. Actually, that's the origin of me being a Redskins fan. Will I ever tell you that? No, talk to me about it. Yeah, I so uh, the uh, the I just my whole family were Giants fans, and that that '86 season was the season where I really started to get into it. And the Giants beat us twice during the regular season, and they they both ultimately were in the NFC Championship game. My dad said, "Listen, I'll bet you a quarter, Christian, that Giants will win," and I said, "Okay." And it was a horrible. Giants won seventeen nothing. It was it was horrible. Jay Schrader, horrible game. I mean, I think there was like a hurricane in the Meadowlands. One of those days you couldn't throw the ball. Giants defense was everywhere, and I was devastated. And my dad took my quarter, and he thought that that would. Good I don't know right what there. he thought that would accomplish, but it made me more resolved and angry to to just <laughs> my hatred for the Giants and my love for Washington, and I never turned back. And I think it kind of backfired on him. But that was my. Uh, that's just a little side story there. But, yeah, I mean, just the Saints defense, um, they can hit. I mean, even they played the Chiefs, they played Patrick Mahomes, and they played Brady those two times. They are a nasty, filthy defense. I think those are teams that, that I was talking about that all, I, I was kind of on on um, on display this weekend is those are the teams that, that win come uh, January, February. So, I don't know. I mean, I love these, these two old guys are going to be playing quarterback for each team. You know, I think uh, I think it's going to come down to me the defense. And you said it earlier, like that. You is New Orleans a championship defense? New Orleans has, you know, the last wow since like they made the Super Bowl. I think in what 10, 11, 12 years ago, something always weird happens to New Orleans. A few years ago, with the with the pass interference against the Rams, 
they always had something happened like the Minnesota was it Minnesota last year or two years ago where they it was a freak ending with Stefan Diggs winning the game. Oh yeah. Um so I mean you kind of yes, Case Keenum, you watch for that with with New Orleans, but I think New Orleans in the NFC is is your team that's going to you know, they has a good chance of to play in the Super Bowl and then go to the right? NFC Championship. I think they're pretty healthy. They got Car- they got Kamara, they got Thomas, they got uh, old man Breeze. Well, and that's too that's an interesting matchup with how Tampa Bay defends the run, best rush defense in the NFL and and with Kamara uh, it'll be interesting to see how they match up. Maybe it's a bad matchup for Tampa Bay because, you know, if Drew Brees is hitting on all cylinders, he's as good as they get. He's almost as good as Brady, obviously. But, uh, you know, you look at that matchup, and it'll be very interesting to see what can can Tampa Bay get over the uh, – get, getting destroyed in the regular season and, and ha- have a game plan to – can Bruce Arians do the job and have him be ready to win? I don't know. I, I think Tampa Bay is missing something. I know they're great offensively, X, like you said, and I think they're, I mean, as talented as, you know, you've seen in, in any team in the past 10 years. But I, I think that, I, I don't know what it is. If they're, they can't run the football consistently, they can't, um, there's something missing with that team. I just can't figure it out. And I think, I think New Orleans is going to win the game. I, well, I, I might, really do. We might see it on Sunday, well, what's missing there. That's what, speaking of missing, I, I, fans are missing from that stadium. That's one stadium that I look at when I see no fans. Actually, my my heart kind of like uh, breaks a little bit because that is a, that's a, if you've ever been to New Orleans, that is a fun, loud venue. There are great fans down there. I remember going down there with my burgundy and gold jersey, and you know I I walking in, and someone was like, "Hey, you're, we're gonna beat you today." Hey, thanks for uh, contributing to our city. I'm like, "Whoa, you're, this is a nice, this is way different than Philadelphia." I mean, these guys are <laughs> these guys are great. You make friends down here, and it's just such a party. It's a great place to tailgate, and that and those fans. I mean that stadium is it is a party in there and it just when you see it just completely empty no sound whatsoever except the that disturbing fake crowd noise you know that that gets to me a little bit that's one of those stadiums where it just I hate to see it empty but hey hopefully that'll change next year we will see New Orleans is definitely an advantage when when that place is rocking and and the fans are um, are going crazy I, it'll be interesting real quick and then we'll get back to the playoffs you know because we have one more game to talk about Green Bay and the Rams you know do people go back. Is when when all of this is over, do people go back to the stadiums and fill them up, you know, like they used to? Like, are are, are people going to go back to, you know, that's going to a game a, and tailgating? Like, what happens going forward? I know you and I, we're back. <laughs> we're, we're back. We're in a parking lot. We're getting our tailgate set up. We're yeah. excited about it. I think the people that we know are going to do the same thing, but. uh I'll be just intrigued to see because, you know, you watch a game at home and a lot of people have talked about, you know, watching it on their 70-inch screen TVs and the picture's beautiful and, you know, they're not paying a ton of money to go to the stadium. And I'm there for the experience. Are we just like the old school guys that want to go there for the vibe and the experience? Or do people go back to the games? It's a million-dollar question to me. I I don't know. Well, that's more of like a – that's more of a societal question almost at this point. I mean – you know, we're not just talking football, are we? We're talking about life. Are people going to go back to doing normal everyday things, or, or now are we in a world where everyone is, you know, essentially germaphobes now? This is this is a uh, this this is shaking everybody right now. Now, you know, not not just sports now. It's it's going to be everything. But just just sticking to sports, that's an, I mean that's a good question. I don't know that that scares me even the very thought because I I guess I when I think about it logically I can't picture 
everyone like stadiums packed anymore. Uh, even next year, I mean, can you? I I can't picture. I I want to picture it. I want to picture a ruckus uh, FedEx Field, a ruckus uh, Superdome, a ruckus uh, you know uh, in Seattle, all that good stuff uh, with the fans going nuts. But um, I don't know. I I guess that's gonna be really interesting to see how that plays out. It will be very interesting to see what what how that plays out and and you know what the teams in the NFL can do to kind of get people you know back into their stadiums and I'm sure the NFL will figure it out. They they've They've always come out roses, no matter what, with uh, with generating revenue and getting whether it's getting people to games oh, yeah. and, and, and whatever. Well, but we'll, no we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I I have a lot of pent up energy from not getting loud on third downs <laughs> yeah. on defense yeah. in, in the stadium. But hey, you know I got to figure out other ways to expel that energy, and that's why we're having a podcast. Let's go! Here we go. Here, we, Green Bay and the Rams, and. You know my feelings about Green Bay and, and Aaron Rodgers. It's it's mostly it's mostly Aaron Rodgers where I, I think – talk about a guy that just comes out roses all the time. And, you know, I, people don't say a bad thing about Aaron Rodgers. Like, wh- Wally does not like roses. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like roses. Just to give you a hint of where this is going. And Aaron Rodgers is just – you know, he's that he, – he looks sexy. He's a sexy-looking quarterback from a standpoint that – he, he throws the ball with such ease. He makes every throw. He moves in the pocket. Um, and But, you know, after that, he's won a Super Bowl. And, you know, when you play in the division that you play in with, with Green Bay and the Chicago Bears and the Detroit Lions and who am I missing in that division? Who am I missing? Li- Lions, Bears, Packers. Vikings? Vikings. Okay. You know, the, uh, the, yeah. Those teams in the last 10 years have not been lighting things up. <laughs> when you make the comparison to Brady, and obviously me being a Tom Brady fan, and you compare it to um, uh, with Aaron Rodgers, like, there's, there's no comparison. There's no comparison in terms of what uh, – what, You're Brady, talking Super what, Bowls and playoffs and yeah, know, I'm right? so, yeah, exactly. Like I think Aaron Rodgers have, has played like I don't know five home playoff games, and you know playing in that division, you, it, the way people talk about Aaron Rodgers, you would think way more, way more. You would think he would he he's done so much more with his career. Um, I don't see the appeal with Aaron Rodgers. I, I know with the. The discount double take commercials over time and and all that good stuff. Sounds I, like someone's calling out the big big air big Aaron right now. Let's see let's see what he does on Sunday. Yeah. Let's see what let's see what happens on Sunday. I, I'll be curious to to see and let's see what happens going forward. I think it's a failed year for for the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers being the number one seed in the NFC and you know all he, all that he's has accomplished in his career. He's a great player. I get that. I understand that. He'll get MVP but, this year. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. I mean, it's, he's probably the front runner right now. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, to me, it's, it'll be telling if, if they lay an egg on, on Sunday or, or Saturday, whatever day they play. I'm not sure. I don't have it in front of me right now. Um, I, I don't want to hear about the, the GOAT Aaron Rodgers people. Please, stop. Stop. Well, next year, hopefully, Terrell Heine- Taylor Heineke will get MVP and you won't have to worry about he He should be. He should be the MVP next Stop year. Stop it. Yeah, I mean, that, that that's going to be a tough game for the, the Rams. I mean, Jared Goff, I, I I don't think he's good at all. I'll be honest with you. I, I believe in Sean McVay's offensive scheme, but 
I just don't see him matching up with – I mean, that defense is going to have to play beyond lights out, like Ravens level that they played against Derrick Henry to beat, uh, to beat Aaron Rodgers because I don't think they're going to be able to go toe-to-toe with, that, with those weapons and with the offensive explosion. I could be wrong. You could be right. I mean, if, if, they, if they blow it again, maybe I'll be on here the next podcast talking about how Aaron Rodgers is just overrated. And then you and I could celebrate together. <laughs> I, I would page, love that but. celebration. I, I still think he's a little overrated. You know, again, he, 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 the eyeball test tells you, like, look at him. He, like, he throws a great ball. He moves around the pocket. You know, he, he's made some great plays over his career. But, you know, don't put him in. I, I just don't see him as a top five quarterback all time. I just don't. Well, I think one of the best players of the weekend, maybe the best player of the weekend, is playing the other game, and that's, that's Josh Allen. I can't believe how – how good he's become this year. I mean, he he looks the, the the play. It seems like every time he's off schedule, he completes a pass. I can't believe I, he's and now they're playing the Ravens. Now, I actually give the Ravens a very good chance to win this game because you know the whole knock on Lamar Jackson and, and the Ravens is that once uh, they get behind, you know that's it. They're one dimensional. They can't Lamar Jackson can't put it in his hands and and and, and you know start pass throwing the ball around the field. To, to make yardage first downs and ultimately touchdowns. But they were behind 10 nothing last weekend to, uh, to, to the Titans. And I, and I say, why can't the Ravens just get ahead and keep the lead? I, don't see, I, I could see them easily doing that. Bills are, gonna be, the Bills are tough, but I, I actually I put my money on the Ravens right now. Final 4X, who do you got? I got, I got Ravens going to Arrowhead. And I, got, um, I actually got an upset in New Orleans. I got Tampa going to, <laughs> to Lambeau. <laughs> Yeah, that w- maybe it's because I was I was watching in awe as Tom Brady lit us up all this weekend. But hey, I don't know. I just got this feeling that um, Tom Brady's not one of those guys that are going to lose three times to one team. That doesn't seem like that's going to happen. And it seems that Tampa Bay is starting to get you know red hot offensively. And I just think that that I think that their defense is is a little underrated as well. But we'll see. That's why we love the playoffs. Because who the heck knows? That's why me and Wally both don't gamble. Because there's no, <laughs> yeah. I have no, I have no complete confidence in what I'm saying, and if I put money on it, I'm sure it would go the other way. I'm with you. I'll go. I'll go in the AFC. I'll go Baltimore, Kansas City, and I think, uh, I think we're going to see New Orleans and, and Green Bay AFC Championship game, NFC Championship game, and uh, maybe we can talk next week about the Super Bowl winner. But you know, so NFL playoffs are, are carrying on this weekend. We have the divisional games. Let's go into uh, you know looking ahead with UX and you know we're not just going to talk about the NFL we're going to talk about other things obviously but I think being where we are in the thick of things what else is there to talk about there really right really isn't and you know I think you know I guess we can talk about you. Our, so well, how's your weekend well no it's, it's been going great it's been, been going good? great you know I just had some ice cream tonight <laughs> how was Did it you ever have that ice cream where you eat too much of it and you get that ice cream phlegm you're, you're talking also I've never that? eaten too much ice cream in my life I did tonight I, I usually get like this sick feeling yeah of like being bloated Right, but uh, I had a little too much ice cream tonight. Anyways, no, let's in all so, seriousness. So, so, go on. So delusional X. Yes. Cr- crystal ball here. X. Washington football team going forward. You know, just talk about the NFC East. Talk about um, uh, the future of the division and, and, and the future of the Washington football team. What 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 happens quickly in the off season? What happens in 2021? Well, I think you got to feel good. If you're if you're a Washington fan like myself, I, I mean, it, the measuring stick for this franchise, as sad as it sounds, and I know you Patriots fans don't like to hear this, um, but you have not, you can't remember 
how you felt having 25. You've never even had 25 years that you can even remember of dismay that I've had. Um, but the measuring stick is really uh, a, win, a winning season, success in the season, then playoffs. I mean, that's that's it. It's not. It's that was my goal before the season was to see improvement in the defense, and if I made the playoffs, that's a huge bonus. I mean, I know we were, I know Washington was seven and nine, but there's just really a lot to look forward to. I mean, Ron Rivera. Let's talk about Ron Rivera. I mean, what he's done, you know, with this team, with the with this. I, I, they, they went from 20. Let's put it this way: they went 27th defense overall, the second defense overall. I mean, I think that's a little misleading, but you know, five and two down the stretch. Two losses were with Haskins, and I think they could, probably could have got one of those um, if Haskins wasn't there. I mean, Ron Rivera, he's been the, he's the first Washington coach to make the playoffs in their first year since George Allen, all the way back in the 70s. I mean, what he did with this, I guess, is sort of a backdrop of dysfunction. I mean, you're talking, you know, he, he uh, the, the owner wanted a quarterback, and no one else believed in him, so he had to bench him. He was dealing with that um, record being one and five, two and seven. Um, if you, I don't know if anyone remembers this game, but Haskins was kept in the game and given an in-game quiz. He was, he, had, he was, it was. They went for fourth and seven, fourth and goal at the seven-yard line, and Haskins threw it for two yards. And afterwards, Rare said it was an in-game quiz. I'm like, what are you giving an in-game quiz for in a, in a regular season game? You know. And then you have the point where we were like, we was talking about the schedule. We, I think we were playing the. The Cowboys twice, the or the Giants twice, the Cowboys, the Bengals, and you're saying, well, well, now we're going for the division because you know we have an easy part of the schedule. And I'm thinking to myself, like, all these guys have you circled as a game they wanted that, that this easy game to win. Washington, that's that's who's an easy easy mark, and you know they they won some of those games, and and uh, you know of course you had Snyder, and then he's and then through all this he's he has cancer and he's having IV treatments in the locker room at halftime. I mean, this guy, uh, what he accomplished with this team, with this. This this franchise, who is the most dysfunctional franchise maybe in sports, arguably Knicks, Redskins. I mean, they're they're both both awful. And to make it to the playoffs and to build a defense and to and to build a culture where now everyone's saying, "I want to stay in Washington." I mean, we're we're like the place that everyone tries to avoid. I mean, I, I think this is now becoming a place where people want to go. This is a place. I mean, he he said he's going to build culture, and he did it. And every all you talk to any player, even Brandon Sheriff, he's, this was a franchise they franchised him this year. And last year they asked him, what are we going to do? Well, I don't know. We'll see what happens. You know, that kind of thing. Now he's like, I want to stay in Washington and Ron Rivera. We're building something special. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not afraid to say He's it. an old school Washington player, isn't he? Brandon Sheriff. Brandon Sheriff. I think it's his fifth year. I know, I know that uh, he was but, drafted But the his style of play is like, oh, he's, a, he's, he's a, an he's old big hog. hog. He's a yeah, big right? hog. Like, and he's tough, man. Oh, yeah. Big hog. Oh, I like You know, I like that. Let's crack up that diesel. Walk. <laughs> Walk. Let's go, Diesel. That was an old John Riggins thing from uh, the Super Bowl days. But anyways, yeah, I mean, listen, I, I'm, I'm excited. I think it's funny because usually, again, we're the most dysfunctional team, maybe the Cowboys in the NFC East. And now it looks like, you know, Eagles just fired Peterson. The Giants are, are probably still whining about the, the uh, Eagles starting Sudfeld and, and sitting Jalen Hurts. Can I say something? Can I say something to Giants fans? Just go say something. Yes. Yes. Giants fans, Joe Judge, shut the f up for God's sakes! I mean, I heard so, so many tweets. I mean, you guys are a six-win team who needed someone else to win for you guys to have a chance, and you almost fumbled the ball away at the end of the game. I mean, what? Win more than six games. <laughs> that's, that's, yes. that's all you yes. got to do. And don't complain about what the Eagles have no obligation to you to sit to to play Jalen Hurts, who, by the way, when they sat him, he had seventy-two yards and a pick. Uh, in three quarters, he's not. We're, we're not talking about John Elway, right? No, now. he wasn't. He wasn't Roger Stott. But he did. He, he was, was a player that gave up. them the best chance to win. Yes. But 
I mean, come on. I, I mean, that that I, I just was I'm tired. Yeah, of the, the, the amount of tweets that you saw from Giants fans from from ex Giants players and come on, it's, you got to win the game. You got win your win your games, control your own destiny. Like you can't control what another team can do. Right. And uh, that yeah, that was. But that being said, that I think the Giants. I think Joe Judge and the Giants are building something good over there too. I think it's. I think the NFC East. It'll be an interesting division going yeah, forward. I, I, they can't get much worse. This division. <laughs> so I mean, I, the only place we can go is up as a division. But I think the Giants are building something special with their defense and, and coaching. It seems like I think there's something to Daniel Jones, even though I hope he keeps turning the ball over. There's just something about him where I think there's he has a little to moxie him. too. Yeah, he has I, a little bit of moxie too. I feel, he, he looks confident. I don't know if that's coachable. Can you coach turnovers out of someone? I mean. I remember they did the Tiki Barber. He used to turn the ball over all the time. He was a running back, and he finally just held the ball in another arm or tucked it in, and all of a sudden he wasn't fumbling the ball anymore. Uh, there's just something. He seems that he keeps the Giants in game. If you think of the Giants this year, they've been in every single game. Eagles are a mess. Cowboys, Eagles I mean, are a mess. Cowboys seem to always mess it up for themselves, I, and I hope they continue to do that. Um, but they got Dak coming back. They still have Ezekiel. Yeah. Their defense got better as the season went on. Dan, and, and, I mean, their Quinn, defense just was terrible. Dan Quinn, right? Dan Quinn was the ex-Atlanta Falcons coach who But wasn't he the, the, the defensive coordinator of the Legion of Boom with Seattle, too? Yes, he was. Well, he, yeah, he, he's a good defensive coordinator. Some people are just better defensive coordinators than, than head coaches. Jack Del Rio. I mean, there's a great example there. I hope he doesn't get a head coaching offer anywhere because I love having him as And some guys may just be happy being, a, you know, once they've had their time as a head coach and going back to the court, being a coordinator and, and being in a good situation, you know, there's probably – not much reason for him to, to leave Washington. We'll see. We'll yeah. see. How, we'll see how the NFC East. We'll see how that uh, shakes out. I, I think it's going to be a much improved division. Like maybe it's not, probably not going to be the old days, but you know what? It's on uh, the rise. And uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a kind of person that I I want like I you know Cowboys obviously Red, and Redskins back in the day, the biggest rivalry in sports, not debatable. You know, back in the 70s, 80s. I'm a guy that wants. I would. I I want Dallas to be good. As long as Washington's good. If Washington's bad, I want Dallas to lose every single game. But I would love, I love that rivalry stuff. I love having a big. I remember 2016. It was a Kirk Cousins year. We just, I was at the game. We just bludgeoned Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay, 42 to 24, and that was the Dak year where they were like 11 and one or something like that. And we went over there at Thanksgiving. That's still, by the way, the highest rated Fox game in regular season history. And that stadium was you electric. The Dallas fans were going you nuts. Love that. And I was thinking, we're back. And we, I remember losing that game and kind of having the same feeling I have now, like leaving and being like, we're going to see him in the playoffs. I love this. This is great. And it was a good game. And I, and I want that. I, I thirst for that rivalry again. But it really is not there right now. It's just really for the fans. It'll get back there. And it'll get back there. And it'll be fun again. And, you know, the NFC East in 2021 will be really interesting. I also think, you know, the, the rest of these playoffs – and the NFL are, are going to be great. And there were some things that we kind of didn't cover today, X, but I, I'm sure we'll get into. And, you know, it's not just going to be about the NFL. We'll be, we'll be talking about more things, uh, basketball, vibes. MLB, life. vibes, and life, and, and, all, and ice cream, and, and phlegm, and, and all that good stuff. So listen, um, before we go, I just want to say uh, a quick thank you to Kurt Field, Who've, who's kind of he set us up for the first episode we love you Kurt. <laughs> he left us on his own for the second episode and you know hopefully episode 2.0 can kind of get off the ground and and uh you know listen go ahead and listen to kurt field and and playing the field podcast he, he does a tremendous job great podcast uh fantastic so listen to that it's uh it's been real x and w 
And I'll leave it with this. X and W out. See ya.